We thank you for this awesome, gorgeous day that you've given us, another beautiful day just to be alive and to be a part of your kingdom, your children coming together in a place together to worship you and to grow in grace and truth, knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for everything that you give us, that you feed us today. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, turn in your Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 14. That's where we're going to be today. I meant to bring some little markers and some... uh, bunch of pens. If you notice in the in the bulletin, we've changed it so you got placed on the back for scriptures and notes as well as prayer requests. If you want to put those into the offering basket, you can tear it off and put it in there. But plenty of place to write that. And because sometimes I see some of you, and I'm thankful that you bring your Bibles because I want you to see in your Bible that what I talk about is not just in my Bible, it's in yours. Amen. And uh it's okay to write in your Bibles. Amen. I got some of them that are so, uh, this, uh, this, the, the, the aftermarket uh, cover is what's holding them together. Lots of books have fallen out. <laughs> and it just happens this year, uh, my favorite is the English Standard Version. But I've got marked up copies of the King James, the NIV, the, all sorts of stuff because it's fun. Amen. The, the word is awesome. But I see some of you still scrambling to find two or three scriptures back sometimes. And if you find yourself doing that, just go to here and just jot them down and study them out later. Because I want you to hear. And sometimes you can't really get the message when you're doing that. And I, I don't feel like y'all are going back and listening to the message. Although some of you might be I'm not picking on you, just loving on you. But today, I want to talk about something because, <clears throat> and, and when we have just a few people, you always feel like I'm just talking to you and talking about things that we've talked about, but I'm not ever, ever, ever. I'm talking to people who are going to hear this message. I have people still listening to messages from two years ago because the count numbers keep going up on iTunes and on SoundCloud and stuff like that. Amen? So it's for the body. But this is something that not just the people that are here, because all of you have, but including me and everyone else I've ever pastored or ministered to, Always feels like there's more. Hello, got y'all's attention already. There's something more. There's more. I I want more of God. And I keep hearing the same thing. Well, just you seek him, you will find him when you seek him with your heart. I feel like I'm trying to do that, but I still have a life and I work. And I just, you know, I guess I'm just not on the A-team. Remember what the man of God said last week. There is no A team and B team with God. There's just the A team and you're on it. We're all children of God. Amen. We all receive the measure of faith. We have the same well to draw from and the same dipper. And today I want to help you to supercharge your dipper. Your hyssop. Amen. You haven't caught, with, caught up with me yet, but you will. Because all of you and all everyone in the body always feels that way at some point. And I'm not saying it's all going to completely go away, but there are times when you can just get into a place where you know you're right where God wants you to be, doing exactly what He wants you to do, and there's great contentment there and provision and peace. I want to talk today about speaking in tongues. It's the ability to speak beyond your own understanding. It's the language of heaven and of angels. The Bible refers to it as. Amen. Now, to do that, I want to touch briefly. And I have to be careful because I'll go and I'll start preaching on something else. But that's why I have notes today. But... Just back up a page to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, because we have to mention this first. There are gifts of the Spirit. These are charismatic gifts. Everything charismatic, because the the, uh, original person with charisma is the Holy Spirit. He's where that name came from. 
And he gives gifts. Jesus, when he ascended, he gave gifts to men. He gave the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher the ministry gifts to help edify and build you up to prepare you for the work of the ministry. And then he also left some things uh, to help them to do that. He left, there are spiritual gifts that the Holy Spirit gives whatever he wants to. There's nothing you can earn. But he gives it for the building up of the body. And they're, they're listed right here. There's at least nine. I say nine plus. But there's nine right here in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And uh, starting down around the 8th verse. And I'm just going to skim down quickly. He said, for to one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom. This is something that when I was a new minister and I was outmatched by everyone around me who had 30 years in the pulpit and there were some things wrong a lot of times. And I knew it, but I, I couldn't compete. But he would give me supernatural wisdom. And no one could deny it. It was from God. It would make them begin to weep and stuff like that. What's it's a wonderful thing. The worst thing I could have ever done was claim it. For my, that's me. I'm really wise. Because it's from God. Every good thing's from God. I don't take credit for anything anymore because without Him, I tried it for a long time and that was a bad thing. Even when I was doing really good and, you know, because there's, there's times like that when you're not with God. When I was up here, I was still empty here. Amen. So wisdom, a word of knowledge. Hello. There is faith. And although we all have faith, there's a gift of faith, a supernatural faith. There's a gift of healing. Although healing is part of the inheritance of all the believers. But there's supernatural giftings of this. Prophecy and miracles. Distinguishing of, or discerning of spirits. And the interpretation, uh, the, the various kinds of tongues, which is the reason I was doing this, and the interpretation of tongues. So there is a gift of, of tongues, but that's from God to the body, okay? And he goes through a minister and in a setting like this. But it's never appropriate unless that same minister or someone else sitting there has an interpretation. If you hear somebody in a body like <clears throat> Annette make sound out a, a word in tongues, just be quiet and begin to pray. Because somebody's going to get the interpretation. It could be her. It could be somebody else. This is how that operates. Okay. And it's a real thing. But it's not what we're talking about today. What we're talking about today is a prayer language that it comes from God, but, but it's, uh, it's something that you are, well, not born with, but born again with. How's that? Every believer has the ability to speak in tongues. It's a prayer language that God has given you for your spirit to communicate directly with him. Acts 19 verse 2, and you don't have to go there, but Paul ran into a group of believers in the book of Acts. And he said, he asked them, uh, did you receive the Holy Ghost when you believed? And they said, and here's what 90% of the body of Christ says. We didn't even know there was a Holy Ghost. And so he laid hands on them and they received and began to speak in tongues and prophesy. So this is, is it's not uncommon to not be aware of it or to be scared of it. But you definitely have the ability to do this. Okay. It's like when you get... The Holy Ghost is like a pair of tennis shoes. It comes with it. The tongue comes with it. <laughs> I jumbled that a little bit, but that's an old joke that you hear sometimes. It's a prayer language, and it's for all believers. It's not, it's not the gift that we're talking about, but it's, but it's a prayer to God. 
And it can be a very private thing. Unlike other things, when Jesus called people for salvation, he called everyone publicly. He said, if you're ashamed of me, I'll, I'll be ashamed of you. But this is a personal thing for your good. And we're going to get into that just a little bit. Amen. First Corinthians chapter 14. Let's look at verse two. For one who speaks in a tongue speaks not to men, but to God. You see there? So it's different from the gift, isn't it? That would be more in a church setting to edify the body. For no one understands him, but he utters mysteries in the spirit. Not to men, but to God. He speaks in a tongue, speaks not to men, but to God. Now go down to the 14th verse. We're all going to stay right here in the, in the 14th chapter. Look at the 14th verse. For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays. So he's saying that it's prayer. Amen. If I pray in a tongue... But my mind is unfruitful. Look at the 15th verse. What am I to do? I will pray with my spirit, but I will pray with my mind also. I will sing with praise with my spirit. So it's giving praise. It's praying with your spirit. But I will sing also with my mind also. So you're doing both. You, you, you're using your known intellect and language, and then you're praying with your spirit, allowing your spirit to pray. Amen. Otherwise, if you give thanks with your spirit, there it is again. You're, you're giving thanks, sure enough. How can anyone in the position of an outsider? So Paul was just correcting some things in the church there at Corinth. They had all got these new spiritual gifts and they were like a bunch of spiritual babies. They were really immature and they were all doing things out of order. And he was sending this letter in correction. But we glean a, a lot of beautiful facts and truth about God from it. Amen. So Paul calls it praying with the Spirit. And in verse 2, two remember, he calls it in the Spirit. So look at, look at 14, 18, the 18th verse. I want you to see, Paul says, I thank God that I speak in tongues more than all of you. So Paul, the, the greatest apostle of all, he, he prayed in, uh, in tongues more than everybody. And he was thankful that he did. And that's what I can say to maybe all of you today, except for Russell. I'm just, and I, and I mean, it's not a, it's not a, 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 it's a, I'm trying to provoke you to jealousy. Amen? Amen. That's what we're supposed to do with our Christian life. Yeah. Provoke people to jealousy, to want what we have, not us, but Christ in us. Amen. <laughs> I pray in the spirit every day, all day. <laughs> but have you ever heard me? No. Because of the very thing Paul's talking about here. So let's go on. Because I, I, there's a lot of preconceived notions and fears about this. And I'm trying to resolve some of those today. Amen. So we're going to go through this just slow and steady. <clears throat> Matter of fact, I just want to share this. This is something that I said I would never, ever, ever do. And I almost missed out. Because I was very prideful. You know, all my life I thought I was a Christian and I wasn't. I knew though that was not of God and I was never going to do that nonsense. And then when I really got saved, I still said it because I was still hanging on. I was scared of everything that was going on around me. Something strange was happening to me like Peter said and I knew it. But I said, no, I'm not doing that. Because there were some people just at a, at a Bible study and they were all just off and just doing it. And I said, I, uh, I'm not doing that. That's, that's not God right there. See, I, I didn't know what I didn't know, but I knew that wasn't to God. <laughs> and I'm not doing that. And they said, okay, no problem. A <laughs> couple days later, <laughs> the most beautiful languages in the world were just pouring forth from me. In private, laying on a bed, tears flowing down my eyes, really broken and still hurting and trying to be healed, receive healing. And I just, as I was moaning out to God and just, it began to, it began to come forth as I just opened my mouth and allowed it. Amen. So if you close your mind to it, you're going to miss it too, is my point. God's never going to force you to do it. <clears throat> Look at the 39th verse in the chapter 14. The 39th verse. 
do not forbid speaking in tongues. This is Paul to the church. Because there's a lot of churches that do. They do forbid it. Not only that, if, uh, well, Andrew Womack, who you hear me talk about a lot, when he, he was a Baptist, and when he got the Holy Ghost and began to speak in tongues, they kicked him out of the church. This is not uncommon. It still happens today. Matter of fact, he was on a blacklist in Arlington, Texas, of heretics and things like that. That's how they treated people back in the 70s. It was still a relatively new thing. And uh, you you can follow the history all the way up from Azusa Street through the Pentecostal church. And then as as the body began to catch on to some things, it was there was a lot of immaturity, too, though. A lot of things were done wrong and people were afraid of it. But I want to tell you, it's it's beneficial. It's good for you. And that's why I'm going to labor this point today. Look at the fourth verse, chapter 14. The one who speaks in a tongue builds up himself. But the one who prophesies builds up the church. You can sum up the whole 14th chapter of 1 Corinthians by Paul was saying this. When you're in, when you're in public, speak with your known language. When you're in private, pray in tongues. Why? It's about love, isn't it? It's about people. It's always about loving people, loving God. So if you're praying in tongues in a, in a public setting, and it builds you up, we see that it, build, it edifies the, the prayer. So it's all about you. So why would you do it? Pray so that other people can understand you, that they'd be encouraged and built up too. Amen? People use this scripture to put down speaking in tongues. But quite the opposite. It proves that it builds you up. I need building up. Do you? Alright. Look at... Remember, or just remember. In verse 2 and in verse 15, it says pray in the Spirit. And then it says pray with the Spirit. Same thing. Agreed? Now, just keep your pages right there, but but go over to Ephesians, just a couple books over, right past Galatians, Ephesians, and look in the 6th chapter, which is the last chapter of Ephesians, the 17th and 18th verse. Ephesians chapter 6, verses 17 and 18. I'm going to read it to you. And take the helmet, he's talking about the armor of God. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. It's your Bible. Praying at all times in the Spirit. Hello? With all prayer and supplication. So Paul's telling you right there, pray, praying in the Spirit is part of your armor. Builds you up. Amen? Look over to Jude 20. I say Jude 20 because there's just one page. It's a powerful book of the Bible. Right before the last book of the Bible, Revelation. One page before Revelation. It's called Jude. This was a half-brother of Jesus, just like James was. And Jude... I I just love this book of the Bible. It's easy to get through in one sitting, (laughs) for sure. And it's power-packed. But I want you to look at the 20th verse. Remember that in 1 Corinthians, Paul said that it's praying in the Spirit and with the Spirit, right? And so Jude 20 says, But you, beloved, building yourselves up, here we go again, in your most holy faith, so this is building up your faith, how? And praying in the Holy Spirit. You see it? You're underlining it? Putting smiley faces all around. Some light bulbs should be going on by now. I'm, I'm, I'm praying and believing for that. Keep yourselves in the love of God, waiting for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ that leads to eternal life. So this is going to keep you built up in your faith and in love as we wait for our Lord and Savior. People say... A lot of negative things. I heard them all. I used to say them myself. So that's why we need to 
address them. Amen. Well, I've, I've heard preachers, very well-known and respected people I respect. They're great teachers. They know this word. And say, well, they've been interviewed with people and say, well, what about this? And say, well, it's just not a gift that I've received. I'm not against it. Some of them will go that far. Some of them are full-blown against it. Like you see, like John MacArthur and people like that. But others, they, they've seen enough evidence to see that it's real, but they say, well, I, I've never, God has not given me that gift yet. Problem is, it's not the gift. Didn't we talk about that? It's not the gift like, as laid out in, in chapter 12. The gift is, is me speaking in a tongue and, and then the interpretation coming for the body. God to men, right? We've proven today that this is your spirit praying to God. You're bypassing your carnal knowledge, your brain, everything else, and you're, you're getting right to the throne of God. You want to break through? Here's how to break through. I just don't have the gift. Well, it's not the gift. Well, if he wants me to have it, he'll give it to me. These are the people that are just waiting for God to take over their mouth and just start speaking in tongues through them. It's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. Everything to do with your Christian life and walk is a relationship. And I'm a big grace preacher. But grace without truth can lead you into a lot of trouble. Truth by itself will kill you. And so will grace without truth. I've seen both ends of the spectrum. And I'm telling you, that's why we're grace and truth. Because both came through Jesus Christ. Amen. But the truth is God is never, ever, he's never forced you to do anything. He didn't force you to love him or to accept him. And he's not going to force you to do this, even though it's something he wants very much for you. But people still say, if he wants me to have it, he'll just give it to you. But look at the 14th verse. Of, we're back in 1 Corinthians 14 and the 14th verse. For if, what does Paul say? If I pray in a tongue. You see that? It's 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 14. Are you all with me? What's it say? For if I pray in a tongue. If. If. I turn that light switch off when I, we leave here, the lights will go off. It's a choice. I don't have to. If I eat lunch, I won't be hungry. Praying in tongues is a choice. And I want you to see that through the scripture. Through the scriptures. That's why I want you to underline it and circle it and talk about it. And meditate on it till it's your own, till the light bulbs go on and you can preach this message. You can write it out verbatim just like I preached it, but at some point it's going to be, become yours. And you stop having to give me credit for it because it's coming from your revelation knowledge, you see. Talking about Pastor Osteen, he was a real apostle. And I love, he used to say, he used to say copyright yeah, the body of Christ, copyright means my right to copy. <laughs> if it's from God, it's for all of you. Amen? But it's a decision. It's your prayer language, and it's not going to take control of you. Because there's another place in the 32nd verse, I think. 32nd verse, yeah. And the spirit of the prophet is subject to the prophet. What does that mean? That means when you go to a church somewhere and the preacher's preaching and they have a nice orderly service going on and somebody back there just stands up and begins to bellow out all this stuff. And that preacher says, sit down. He's right. I can't help it. The Lord told me. 
Thus saith the Lord is usually how they'll say it. Well, he also said the spirit of the prophet is subject to the prophet. You wait your turn. Andrew Womack tells a story about one time a woman did that in one of his meetings. And he told her that's not God. She goes, oh yes, the Lord saith. And you can usually tell too because it's usually Old Testament hellfire and brimstone. They don't have a revelation of the new covenant. Which is to build up, edify the body. Amen? So anyway, he said, no ma'am, that is not. Smith Wigglesworth was a lot meaner about things like that. But that was a long time ago. But Andrew said, no ma'am, I can prove it to you, but I'm not going to right now. And she wouldn't stop. And he, two of the ushers went and just picked her chair up and took her and set her out in the hall. And don't you know that probably really hurt her feelings, right? I'm sure it did. But he also finishes that story by saying about 20 years later, a woman came to him in one of his meetings and said, you don't remember me. I know, but I have to hug your neck and thank you. And it was that woman. And she said, you know, I had been doing that for years in churches everywhere I went. And I never knew the truth about it until you shared it with me. And if it weren't for you, I'd probably still be acting that way. Amen. The spirit of the prophet is subject to the prophet. You're never going to be in the middle of the grocery store just walking around one day and it just takes you over and you grab the mic and start speaking in tongues. <laughs> the spirit of the prophet is subject to the prophet. And all preaching is a form of prophecy. Amen. Well, I'm not sure that it's from God. I've heard, I've heard things that it's kind of that it's demonic. Even you ever heard that argument? Because you have preachers out there saying that and putting on big programs and and campaigns against it. The the what what John MacArthur called the fake fire, strange fire. And listen, I, I love that man. If you listen, he really can teach the Bible, but there's something missing. This. He needs the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And without it, you're never going to understand it, you see. I didn't understand a lot of things. That's why you see people like the past president that we had talking about, well, even in the Bible, he talks about killing homosexuals and stuff like that. He doesn't understand the new covenant. You see, and they're totally different. That's what makes the old covenant so special. Is that because we can read it and say, oh, God. Besides the fact we see Jesus all over the place, hidden in type and shadows. We say, oh, Lord, thank you that we're delivered from this. Because of what Jesus has done for us. Anyway, people say, well, I'm not sure that's from God. I'm, I'm really hesitant. I'm, I'm mixed emotions now. I've heard it one way from a well-known preacher. And then I hear there's other things. So what am I to believe? Well, can we listen to what Jesus said? Because Jesus knew that people were going to accuse those that had this gift or, or well, ha that prayed in tongues to, that, to be accused. He was accused all the time. Do, have you read the Gospels? He was accused all the time of having a demon, having to defend himself. John 10, 10, he said, wait a minute. The devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. I'm the one who came to give him life and more abundantly. But look over in Luke chapter 11 quickly. We're almost done. Luke chapter 11. And don't lose your place in 1 Corinthians. Luke chapter 11, verses 11 through 13. This is Jesus again. And I'm just going to cover a little ground here, but I'm going to tell you this. Because I don't know if you've all heard the teachings, but and there's lots of types and shadows in the Word, right? And I can prove to you through Scripture that when we talk about snakes and scorpions and, and, uh, and uh, serpents and things like that, as well as dragons and things like that, there's always talking about demons. Okay, even when Paul said a thorn in my flesh, that was a demon. And I can show you these things through scripture, but today you just take my word for it. Amen. Amen. So look at Luke chapter 11, starting at verse 11. And it says, Jesus says, what father 
among you. He's appealing to, to, the, to the love that fathers have for their children. He's talking to you just on a natural basis. He said, listen, you, you, have, you, you men have children and you love your children. He said, what father among you, if his son asks for a fish, will instead of a fish give him a serpent? Okay, this is a type in shadow. He's talking about a demon instead of something good to feed on. And we know what representative of a fish. Or if he asks for an egg, we'll give him a scorpion. You wouldn't do that to your child, would you? No father would do that or be locked up. If you then, who are evil, <laughs> know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? Listen, do you all pray perfectly all the time? I don't either. And I know lots of preachers that have great long teachings on Lord teach us how to pray and how to pray correctly. And, and you can learn a lot from that because most people don't pray correctly anyway. But even when you learn how to pray correctly, a lot of our prayer is selfish. Most of your prayer, 90%, should just be thanking God, admiring Him and praising Him and just fellowshipping and singing in His presence. And then at the very end, tell Him the things you, know, you need because He already knows those. Why do you even say them to Him? Because when they come to you, you want to know who to thank. Remember, I asked Him for that. But that should just be the last few seconds or minute of your prayer. Amen? Praising Him and worshiping in Him and just being in His presence is is the best prayer. But I don't pray perfectly all the time. Paul said, if I pray in, in tongues, my spirit prays. Isn't it about time you let your spirit pray? He really wants to. Your spirit really wants to communicate with God. And, I, and when you start asking for this, because I'm not just here to get numbers and chalk people up how many we got to agree to. I want you to seek God about this. I want you to ask Him how many will, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? I want you to receive this gift from the Lord and I want you to. We can help you here. You can receive. The Holy Spirit, you can pray in tongues on the spot. Or you can ask God and you can do it in your prayer closet. This is not something that you have to ever, anyone ever have to see you do. But don't be afraid of it. Because this is going to bypass all the mess that your busy life. I, I, I would say that when, when you go to pray, if you're praying in a known tongue, in your regular language, I would say it may take you 10, 15 minutes, maybe 30 or an hour just to get past your carnal self and to get into the presence of the Lord. This is a fact based on experience. You start praying in the Spirit directly, directly to God. And then good things are going to begin to happen. Things are going to begin. I got understanding like never before and and I've never stopped. And all sorts of good things. People don't like it sometimes because they lose control. They feel like they're not in control. Well, your spirit is the part of you that's wall to wall. Holy Ghost has the very mind of Christ. You can't discern with your natural senses. About time you let your spirit pray. You just yield to your spirit. Open your mouth. Some syllables will come out and just, it'll sound like gibberish, like baby talk sometimes. But it gets better. Maybe, maybe not. I, I, I'm, in, I'm amazed. I just listen sometimes and it's just beautiful to me. And I'm just, and I just know that it's good and that good things are coming. First Corinthians 14, the fifth verse, and we really are almost done. I just, I just don't want to, I don't want to let this go until it's, until it, until I drive it home. The fifth verse, what's Paul said, the greatest apostle. Remember, he said he, he thanks God. He speaks in tongues more than all of you. But look what he said in the fifth verse. Now, I want you all to speak in tongues. 
I, I wish all of you speak in tongues. You see that? That's for you. Paul wrote that to you 2,000 years ago. And it's still true today. And as your pastor, I do too. I, I wish all of you would speak in tongues. It's part of your armor. It's part of your armor. And you're going to need it. And the times in which we live, you need to be able, you need, you need better discernment to know what's of God and what's not of God. To know what God would have you to do. His plan for your life is perfect. And He wants you to embark on that plan. Some of you felt like you needed more. That you are to do more. To experience more. You're seeking God for more. And this is, this is where I would say to kick start that program. To jump start that program in your life. Nothing's going to take the place of, of getting in the Word. And spending time with God. But this right here will supercharge your relationship and your prayer life. Amen. You'll see a lot more wonderful things come to fruition. I didn't really understand anything about the word in, until I began to speak in tongues. And I would want that for all of you. On May the 4th, two days ago, from the Rose Garden at the White House, I heard President Trump say, we're giving... Our churches, their voices back. I was so blessed to hear that. And I was so thankful. But God told me, and I know that He just wants to allow us the freedom to speak what God says without fear of being in trouble. But when I heard that, God said, He told me, I believe He put it in my spirit that, that I needed to talk to you about this other voice. Your prayer language. And how to really help to empower you and to get some of the things that some of you are seeking from God. And this is a way to get that breakthrough. Because listen, I love Brother Lorfing being here. I love when other great men of God and friends are around. I love to go to conferences where the whole corporate ministry is working and miracles are happening. And prophecies and signs and wonders. That is so fun. Anointed praise and worship. I love it. But you know what? There are going to be dark times in every life when you feel all alone. And I want you to be so strong in your faith and in the word and, and adorned with all the gifts of the spirit. Everything that God has for you so that you don't need a goosebump to know that God is with you. I know Christians that love God, but they're chasing around from one conference to the next, looking for that next goosebump. They'll tell you, oh, God really showed up. Really? Why do you say that? Oh, man, I had goosebumps and I got a chill and all that. That's wonderful. But, you know, he's there anyway. God's there anyway. And you need to know it when you don't have any feeling at all. And when you pray in the spirit. If you're hard-headed like I was, you might say, well, I don't feel anything, so it didn't work for me. Don't do that. You cannot discern your spirit with your natural senses. You were trying to rely on your flesh again, and just don't. Just trust. And then watch as you go throughout your life after you've been praying in the spirit for the first 15 or 20 or 30 minutes of your day or whenever you have the time to get alone with God. And then watch as things begin to come into play in your life and you're like, wow, something has really shifted here. Amen? Amen. Trust me on this because it's, it's definitely going to happen. And I'll help you. I'll give you other teachings, whatever you need to be encouraged and, 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 and sure of this. We'll, we'll get you there. Amen? God wants to birth His plan for your life. Through you. And the devil's plan is for you to die with it still inside of you. Don't let him deceive you. Don't let him shortchange you on anything God has. You're never going to become all that God has for you to be by staying like you are. Amen. That, now, don't, don't get me wrong. God loves you just like you are. He loves you. He's never going to love you more because of anything you do. 
It's all because you chose Jesus who did everything. But you want more and God wants more for you. And you need this. Amen. Russell had a word for 2017. It was, it was, what was it? Small steps, giant leaps. Small steps, giant leaps. I like that and I get it. And some of you are saying, well, you know, I'm just, I'm not quite. If you can't take a giant leap, take the biggest step you can. That's what I'm asking you to do. Amen. <laughs> it's about the relationship that Jesus wants with you. And this is one of the tools for your toolbox. It's going to really help you. Have you ever, have you ever used the old screwdriver so much that your, your wrist hurt and you just couldn't turn another one and somebody hands you a Makita drill? And you're like, wow, if I'd have had this, I'd have finished this job days ago. Here it is. Here it is. <laughs> Jesus said in John 14, 27, on the last night of his life before he was crucified, he said, peace I give to you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world gives do I give unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. That's your part. That's your part. Do any of you ever worry and find yourself troubled about things? Listen, you don't know what to pray. Sometimes you go to pray and then things just keep bothering you and, and you can't pray. That's the thing you need to be praying about. Just begin to pray in the Spirit. You're going you're gonna to bypass everything. And go straight to the throne of God with what's really going on. Your spirit knows. And so does God. It's a way to connect. You just need to go, just like it says in Philippians chapter 4, just, just turn all your worry into prayer. Amen. And this, this is a power-packed form of prayer. Amen. You can sing in this voice. You can pray in it. And then you pray and sing in your known tongue. And it says you, your mind is, is not, not even part of this. But you can pray, Lord, let me have understanding too. And He's going to bring it to you. He's going to bring it to you as you go about your business. He's going to, wow, things are going to begin popping in your head. It's going to be amazing. And I'm telling you, don't just... A lot of people, a lot of... Even in Pentecostal settings and things like that. They say that you're not saved until you get the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the proof of speaking in tongues. And then that's how they know. And they, that's when they do their check mark, you see. And a lot of people get it and then they never use it again. Oh, I did that. Did it? It's like I breathed yesterday or I ate yesterday or last year. <laughs> to me, I couldn't, I couldn't imagine not, not praying in the Spirit. You're not alone. God has all sorts of wonderful things for you. And as you begin to pray in the Spirit, He's going to begin to reveal more and more about all that thing. And you know those other gifts I talked about? Each and every one of you have at least one of them. And, you, and, and you, you're going to find out more about that. And then sometimes you switch. In different settings, I'll go to places, and uh, instead of just being a pastor or a teacher, I'll, uh, the, the pastor there will just have me come and I'll just prophesy one by one, go right down the line, and God will just use me that way that day. I'm just thankful that I was just there to be the conduit, you know. Praise God. Well, God told me that today there was going to be uh, impartation here. Now, I don't know if one of you have just been overcome uh, or if it's Brother Lorfing, but uh, I, I, that, that might have been it initially in the beginning. That was beautiful and encouraging. But I think there's probably more. And I definitely don't want to let him get out of town without trying to, to get a little bit more out of him. Y'all encourage him today? Amen. Amen. Brother Lorfing, just, just take up where I left off if you have anything. And we, we thank God for you. No, what a, what a great word. What a great word. And I think the only um, way that God would want us to move forward after hearing this teaching is to um, get filled with the Holy Ghost. And even if you've been filled with the Holy Ghost and you've spoken in tongues and prophesied and worked miracles, there's always fresh fillings. I mean, you can look in the life of the early church in the book of Acts and they would all get together and the place where they were would be shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost again. These were the same people that were in the upper room. Boy, my hands were burning. I love this. So listen, 
God wants his people full of the Holy Ghost. So that when people see our lives, they just, they don't even know where does Jesus begin and where do they end? I just can't even tell. I mean, we are supposed to be walking, talking representatives of the kingdom of God. And we can't do that by ourselves. It's only by the Holy Ghost. And I, and I like it this way. I mean, I think that the gift of tongues and praying in the Holy Ghost is like the most entry basic level into the life of the supernatural. Because when you train your spirit to release and just pray in the Holy Ghost all the time, where your mind's not fruitful, where your understanding makes no sense, and you turn your brain off and just pray in the Holy Ghost, then it's so easy to flow in the Holy Ghost in line at Kroger's. It's so easy to be led by the Holy Ghost with your money. Because we're just praying in tongues all the time. So let's do this. Um, If you want a fresh infilling of the Holy Ghost. I mean, if you want a fresh infilling of the Holy Ghost. And you want some dormant gifts to be activated in your life. Just come to the front. And there's no pressure. Listen, there's no pressure. No pressure. Praise God. Praise God. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to put my hands on you. You're going to be filled with the Holy Ghost. And if you already speak in tongues, then we're going to activate some other stuff that's in your life. All right? And I'll tell you that God's brought you. Your name's Annette. God's brought you to this house. And I see you in the spirit. And I see you actually getting fat. And it's not your physical body. I see you growing and growing and growing. And God says that he's placed you here and you'll be the planted of the Lord. And the gifts that are in your life are only going to grow. And I see you prophesying like on a microphone in front of people. With specific words of knowledge for people and just flowing in the Holy Ghost. So right now, I'm going to put my hands on you. And we're going to activate some dormant gifts. All right? Father, in Jesus' name, Annette, filled with the Holy Ghost right now. Lord, I release gifts of the Holy Ghost right now. By impartation, right now. And Pastor, I flow this way. Put your hand on your belly. Lord, into her spirit right now, I impart in Jesus' name. A fresh anointing right now. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And you'll have it. And you'll have it. And you'll have it. Mm-hmm. The Lord says about you, tough hide, tender heart. Tough hide, tender heart. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Mm-hmm. And you told me about a situation last week, you know, about making some moves and believing God. I can't remember exactly what it was. But I just saw a W-2 and I just saw the hand of the Lord at a zero to the end. He just wants to give you times ten. Times times. ten. And he's going he's to show you exactly what to do. <laughs> but I just saw the hand of the Lord take your whatever W2 you've ever had. I just saw him add a zero to it. And he'll show you. Receive that word and be filled with the Holy Ghost right now. Thank you, Father. And see, when I pray, most you know, a lot of people fall on all that. I don't care about that. I feel something shoot out of my hand. Like when I prayed for you just now, I felt something shoot out of my hand. That's in your spirit. That's in your spirit. It'll, maybe it'll manifest tonight. Maybe a month from now. Maybe five years from now. Something'll just come alive. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. I release right now. Yeah, Lord. Thank you for stirring up these dormant gifts in Jesus' name. I'll tell you this much: you're going to lay this hand on people and see the miracle working power of God. I know healers when I touch them, and I feel the hand of the healer right here. Did you already move in that way? Do you need the miracles right now in healings? I pray. Okay. You have a desire to see people healed? Yeah. You're going to in Jesus' name. Mm-hmm. Father, I thank you for that. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. Lord, thank you in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Lord, I thank you that this is what I hear. That you're going to hear the sounds of heaven. That you're going to hear the sounds of heaven and release new sounds. But I'll tell you what, and I don't know if anyone's ever prophesied this to you before, but there's a lot more on the inside of you, brother, than just music. There's a compassion on the inside of you. There's a tenderness towards hurting people that's going to be activated. And um, it's not at this church, but I see another church where with a dark blue carpet, and you're connected to him. And I see you ministering deliverance to people. And so, I mean, you'll flow in and now, but I mean, you have a long future in ministry. In ministry. I'm not calling you to preach, but you're going to preach. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Don't know about all this stuff. 
Don't know about all this stuff. God says, it makes no difference to me. Like a hot knife through butter, I touch your heart. Father, thank you. In Jesus' name. There's a couple bad apples hanging around you, and God said, he's going to just move them out of the way. A couple bad apples, he's going to just move out of the way. What happened to them? God's going to move them out of the way. Because he cares for you, son. But you believe that? All right. You love him? Awesome. He loves you. Oh, I like you, man. I like this tender heart. Yeah, yeah, a little shy and all that kind of stuff. You know what? You know what I see on the inside of you? I see major, major gifts of the Holy Ghost. Just laying there. Just dormant. And as I stand here in front of you, I actually see you wearing armor. I see a sword. You know, so you may look shy and kind of bashful in the natural, but that's not who you are in the spirit. And it's going to manifest. And Father, I thank you in Jesus' name that I am part of him right now. You're going to move real strong in the discerning of spirits. People aren't going to get over. They're going to be able to get over on some people. They're not going to be able to get over on you. And I actually see you working in a job. And, um, man, where do you work right now? Okay. How old is he? 20. Okay. All right. That's what I saw. I saw, like, 20. So, Okay. You know, I see you in a working... little sidetrack, no details here. I see you in a job situation, um, and you actually go to your boss, moving in the discerning of spirits, and you're going to save your company a lot of money from the intended damage. All right? And listen, you're going to be a little intimidating. You're going to remember these words from the fat guy, with the, you know, the bald fat guy, on that Saturday afternoon. and said, oh, God told me I was going to go in, and I was going to know that somebody was talking BS, and I was going to call him on it. And the Lord God's going to save your company a lot of money, and you're going to get a promotion now. You'll remember these words. Father, thank you for the discerning of spirits. Moving strong in Him, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. And I see the Lord preparing a wife for you, too. Praise the Lord. Preparing a wife for you. All right. You're not engaged, are you? Good. Good. Stay as long as you can. But I'm just telling you that the hand of the Lord is already on a woman in these facts. on the Lord. All right. Amen. Praise the Lord. Wouldn't this good? Listen, guys, I felt some stuff shoot out of my hands. I promise you that if you can see in the Spirit, you got some stuff from heaven. And thank God for Pastor Will for just wanting everything that God has. Amen. Amen. You know what? I've got an article here, too, if anyone's interested in that's from the New York Times. You know, the those. Well, never mind. I won't call it what. But anyway, it's it's about this very thing that we talked about today. And science is even beginning to prove the things. That, uh, this is an amazing article. It shows how they did the studies on the brain of people praying in the spirit. And how the normal activity here of the, the processing center, which is normally active when you're thinking or praying, and you know, it's just, it's just uh, at, at ease when they're praying in the spirit. In other words, it has nothing to do, you know, they're just at idle, but they have an awareness of, uh, you know, they're not, not in a trance or something. And all the wonderful things that come of it. And anybody, anybody wants to read this, I recommend it. It's just a couple pages long. Anyway, praise God. Everybody blessed today? Yes. Are you excited God. to yes. be a part of your, your new home church? Yes. It yes. is going to be good. We've, we've had uh, a lot of encouraging words. And, uh, you know, all the prophecies that have ever been spoken over me, I, I, I try to make sure that I surround myself by people that I know are of God. And, and, and just like I do, Russell. But when I get that word, I hold on to it. And if it hasn't come to pass, then, you know, for one thing, it makes me know I'm going to live another day. 